Chapter Three of the Christmas Child by Hesba Stretton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three: The Child in the Manger. The long winter evenings were very dreary when the sun set early and the rain and the fogs overspread the mountains and enshrouded the home with blackness. Aunt Priscilla used to retire upstairs, where Joan could hear her sobbing often in the darkness and the two young servants the maid and the ploughboy as soon as she was safely out of the way would slink off out of the kitchen where their mistress could overhear them it was not worth while to light a candle for a little girl like joan and many a long hour she sat alone in the dark chimney-corner with no light save the dull red glimmer of the embers in the grate and hearing strange mysterious noises all about her sounds so low and quiet that they could only be heard when everything else was perfectly still and going to bed was always a terror to her the little creature could not put her terror into words but all day long it was as if some powerful and pitiless enemy was lying in wait to seize her and as the hour came when all the household went to bed and she was forced to creep up her separate staircase to her lonely room the terror reached its utmost height and she often sprang into bed dressed and drew the coverings up over her head lest she should see or hear something more horrible than what she could imagine to herself what joan would have done without nathan no one can tell during the long winter nights whenever he was sitting with her by the fireside he taught her to read or read aloud to her out of his bible which was yellow and worn with much turning over of its leaves he could sing a little still though now his teeth were gone his voice was weak and quavering but he made joan sing with him and took care to choose such hymns as his mistress had been taught when she was a child knowing well she could not help hearing them through the unsealed rafters overhead the newer hymns which rhoda had often sung with her young sweet voice old nathan never sung and aunt priscilla in her dark desolate room would sit still and listen and think of the days when she was herself a child and go to sleep and dream that she was a child again the third christmas eve came the second since rhoda ran away from her tranquil home and all who loved her truly joan had grown into a very silent pale and sad child seldom laughing and with no companion save old nathan and a doll he had bought for her in the market town where he went every week instead of miss priscilla she and nathan could not sing hark the herald angels because that was one of rhoda's favorite hymns but as they sat together on the settle very quiet for both of them were full of sorrowful thoughts joan laid her small fingers timidly on the old man's hard and horny hand nathan she said very softly lest aunt priscilla overhead should hear her can i go to-morrow like rhoda and me said we would and look into the manger for the child jesus i know he can't be there because i'm a big girl now but me and rhoda said we'd go every christmas morning very early and she'll be thinking of it to-morrow i'm sure rhoda'll remember and think i'm going to look for him ay ay joan answered the old man i'd never say nay to anything as is done out of love maybe rhoda'll be thinking of it and please god it'll do her good 
I'll be up early in the morning and light the lantern, and see thee safe across the fold, and hearken to thee singing the herald angels. There was neither frost nor snow this Christmas. The weather had been as soft and mild as autumn, and there were still some pale monthly roses blooming against the southern walls of the farmhouse. Old Nathan lighted Joan across the causeway, and put the lantern into her hand when they reached the door of the outer cowshed. As she stood alone on the low threshold of the farther shed, and looked up to the black space above her, where the bay of the barn opened into it on her left hand, she felt a little terrified. The light from her dim lantern could not reach the roof, but she could see the piled-up straw rising high above her, and the utter blackness beyond it. Her own white, melancholy-looking face was lit up by the rays from the perforated top of the lantern, which swung from her hand as she lingered on the door-sill gazing forward into the dark shed. The thought of old Nathan not far away gave her some courage, and after a timorous pause of a minute or two, her young, clear, yet tremulous voice began to sing the Christmas hymn. Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. All the other verses seemed to slip suddenly out of Joan's memory. She heard something stirring in the stall before her. The straw rustled softly and there was a faint slight sound of a gentle breathing. With her heart beating fast, she stole forward on tiptoe to the manger, well lined with hay, and lifted up the lantern. It was no longer empty. There lay a child asleep, a little babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes and cradled in the manger. No doubt was there in Joan's little heart, no question as to who the sleeping child could be. All the little learning she had gained died away when she saw the child. She had come to seek the babe whose birth the angels had sung over, and she had found him. Without speech or motion, scarcely breathing for very joy, she stood gazing at it. The little head and the small face, the tiny hands, filled her soul with awe and tenderness. Very timidly she touched the soft cheek with the tip of her finger, the warm, soft cheek, and the baby stirred a little. Then Joan, hanging the lantern to the rack above the manger, knelt down by its side to watch the quiet slumber of the welcome child. "'Were the angels there?' asked Joan of herself, unseen and unheard by her singing glory and oh where was mary his mother and where could joseph be she must take care of the sleeping baby till they came back and surely aunt priscilla would consent to have such guests as these in her house but before very long she heard nathan's voice calling her anxiously he wanted his lantern and his mind was not quite easy as to whether it was well for joan to keep up a fancy like this at the sound the baby stirred and its tiny features grew puckered up as if it was about to cry joan sprang up quickly yet quietly and appeared in the doorway beckoning to old nathan to keep still 
hush hush she cried he is here sleeping and you mustn't wake him but i don't know where mary is or joseph there is nobody but the baby oh i am so happy i am so happy what does joan mean thought nathan stepping heavily yet gently on into the inner shed which he had filled with provender the day before joan led him to the farther stall and there in a warm soft nest of hay well wrapped up and sleeping soundly again lay the baby the old man stood silently gazing at it till the slow tears trickled down his grey and withered cheeks god help us he sobbed at last poor little lost babe come on christmas morning and where's thy poor sorrowful mother what can we do for thee joan and me nobody to give thee a welcome but an old man and a little child but we'll love thee for the dear lord's sake as sent thee to us on christmas mornin ay and old man as i am i'll fight thy battles for thee poor lamb very gently he lifted up the tender little creature and laid it in joan's outstretched arms which tingled with delight mingled with fear lest she should lose her hold of it a flush of colour had come to her pale face and all the sadness had fled from it and her eyes were shining with joy nathan lighted her steps along the stony causeway which she trod with a thrill of anxious care lest she might slip and fall with her precious burden but the house was reached in safety and the sleeping child had uttered no cry lay it warm on thy own bed said nathan and wrap the blankets about it and i'll run and fetch nurse williams that knows how to manage little babes and keep it still joan while i'm away whatever you do don't let thy aunt hear it till i come back how long nathan was away joan could not tell she knew nothing of time as she knelt by the bedside watching the child sleeping so softly and soundly its tiny face growing rosy with warmth but at last her long day-dream was broken by the sound of her own name uttered in so loud and terrible a voice that she felt as if she could not stir hand or foot it was aunt priscilla's voice not far away nay at the very foot of the steep and narrow staircase leading up to her room joan's heart seemed to stand still with terror joan bring that child down at once were the words that rang in her ears i'll not have it one moment under my roof joan did not answer or move except to throw her little arms over the sleeping baby no no she heard old nathan say i've lived here in this place all my life with thy grandfather and father and thee and i've been true and faithful in my service and i've grieved over the poor unhappy mother of the little babe as if she'd been my own child and now if the baby goes away from out of the house i'll go with it i'll stay no longer not another hour thou art a hard woman priscilla perry and god'll show himself hard to thee with the unmerciful he'll show himself unmerciful and with the froward he'll show himself froward and oh it's a fearful thing to think of an unmerciful and hard god joan listened in terror to nathan's strange words but she did not hear her aunt's voice making any answer 
there was utter silence for a long minute or two followed by the sound of slow and dragging footsteps which grew fainter and fainter till she could hear them no more then old nathan came upstairs and nurse williams whom he had been to fetch End of chapter three